Hello and welcome to Super Boothers. I am Disney travel agent Ryan Salinas. And I am professional day trader Ismail Hamed. That's that's not that far off. Like that's like a legit thing. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone's professional day trader now. Yeah. Did you, so I've been in is, it for a long time though, just just saying. This is true. This is also way off topic, but whenever that like whole like Robin Hood thing happened, there was like this like kid that I guess had like negative a million dollars or something like that, and he like killed himself. Oh yeah, that was. Did yep. you see that? Yeah, that was sad. I mean, uh, he didn't actually have that negative balance, but he thought he no, did. it was yeah, it was a glitch. It was a glitch, and he was like freaking out. And I guess um, th- I think I saw something on the news where they were like. Uh, he like reached out for like support and like all he got was like automated messages back. Yeah. That's uh, I actually just saw this yesterday too, about cash app people complaining about cash app. These new tech finance companies don't have a support team. It's just an yeah. app. So you got no one to talk to. Well, and there's a thing with Venmo. There's a thing with Venmo, how like this guy had like, I guess he had like a he had like rental homes or something like that, but he did it with like his friends and like people were like just Venmoing him their rent and to the point where he had like fifty thousand dollars of Venmos in a month, and they shut down his account for like not going against like I guess terms of service or I don't know, just huge huge financial mess. Yep, uh, but then like I said, everyone's kind of getting money from the government, and while some people really need it, a lot of people are just throwing it into the markets or whatever, and everyone is a professional day trader. So there you go. Yeah, game stop. <laughs> game stopped. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like stocks. Like <laughs> only go up. What are what are the memes nowadays? Oh my gosh! Well, there's a there's a documentary on Hulu called Game Stopped that I guess like goes over everything that went down. I mean, for people who are interested in this stuff, it's absolutely fascinating. Like, like for me, I was following it so closely; it's like better than watching a movie. But for most people, probably don't care. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a I lot think- of crazy stuff happening. I think I'm like halfway fascinated. Actually, there is again really sidebar, um, and then we'll get to the show. I absolutely promise. Um, but there is a, a TV show on Netflix. I think it's called Food Wars or something like that. Um, and there's an avocado episode, and it talks about like how avocados are made and grown and all the finances behind it. It is so freaking interesting. Like I guess wherever like avocados are grown there's like avocado cartels and like that stuff is like treated like gold like it's absolutely insane like you would never think that and it's all because of like americans brunching and wanting avocado toast it's insane i feel like this sounds familiar maybe you mentioned it to me earlier or someone else did but i I did hear about this sounds really interesting such 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 a good thing anyways um so today we are going to be talking about pricing in this new world that we're living in which is just so bizarre and i just want i think we're i think we're almost at the light at the end of the tunnel like i can like i can see the light at this point yeah i'm really excited to talk about this we kind of started venturing into it in the previous episode but i think it's very relevant now and we don't want people to take any missteps so and i think you and i agree generally on uh, like the best course of action to do here so i can't wait to talk about this so I started a new brand at the beginning of this panorama and it it was halfway smart and then I also picked a really bad time to do it. Um I actually made a TikTok about it and it was really funny. Um but the whole point of this was I ended up having to purchase 
all these new photo booths for one particular client that ended up canceling. Um, and actually they didn't even reschedule it. It just was a straight up cancel. And uh, they apparently had so much money that they don't really care about, you know, anything. I, from my understanding, they lost a lot of money just canceling like this whole thing amongst like all the vendors with this. Um, but the whole point of it was, I was like, I'm going to have these brand new units. What am I going to do with it? And what I thought about doing was starting a new brand and of that brand having just a drop off rate. Like I wanted this thing to be like just turnkey. So urban, I didn't want to necessarily diminish urban because that's not what urban does. So I still wanted to be able to sell down to myself on the instance that like this stuff is still profitable business, just not necessarily fits the mold for urban. So I created like a separate brand. Um, all the back ends kind of work the same. But what I wanted to do was just have a flat day rate. So we drop off this photo booth, we pick it up, end of story. No printing, no green screen, no nothing. Just drop it off and go. Um, that sounds like something that you think would be booming in a world without in-person events. But then again, there's no need for them, right? Unless people are doing no. yeah, stuff at home by yeah, themselves. There, there, is no, there is no need for it. So going back to, I guess... So as usual, that, you were ripe early. Like yeah, usual. always, always, always. I'm always ahead of the curve. Um, the issue was I still felt like – so I did like a little micro-wedding package because I don't think it's n right to pay a crap ton of money for – you know, I, I can't get away with charging 200 bucks for printing whenever there's 15 people at this thing. You know, like that just doesn't make sense to me. So we were doing really, really, really low – pricing for these little micro weddings like under like 25 people but still wanted a photo booth um i think i only did two of these um which truthfully i think is just a nice little you know exercise like i'm not doing this for the money i'm really doing it for like the social experiment and seeing you know well what is the market out there doing is there a need for this is there people that you know would want to purchase this or what have you um i was lucky so with virtual booths um I talked with Nick Rhodes at Outsnapped, and he was doing virtual booths like gangbusters. Um, I, whenever virtual booths came out, I just threw a page up on my website and never looked at it again after that. And I never really dealt with the pricing. I never, I was just because I wasn't in the mode for it. You know, I was too busy watching Tiger King and not paying attention to the business because I was like, well, no one's doing anything. And I didn't care. Whereas other people in this industry just killed it um, and did a really good job with it. I came on board probably in August was when I was, or maybe, no, maybe it was like end of July, middle of July, where I was like, okay, I'm going to redo my website for virtual. Like I'm in this now. And then I was able to do, so on RyanSleeves.com, I have my COVID comeback series where uh, Kelly Haney and I um, ended up doing uh, like a little pricing spreadsheet on how profitable virtual booths can be. Um, so that was step one. Um, I did enough virtual booths to call it successful and profitable. Um, I think now virtual is diminishing a little bit. Um, I still think that there is a time and a place for it. And truthfully, I have always wanted virtual booths, like even pre-COVID. What I wanted to do was be able to have some sort of like photo booth access on your phone. 
because previously, like if you're operating SnapPick, you can't use it on your phone. And now it's fabulous because all you do is just enable your virtual booth and then now it works on your cell phone. And I just think that there's so many opportunities for that. Um, so go do ahead. You, or do you think there's a lot of, like, do you think virtual is going to go away or do you think it'll still stay around in a little subset or do you think there's going to be a new world of hybrid? I think, well, yes, there's going to be a new world of hybrid to begin with, because especially you're going to have all these people, especially internationally, where you would have speakers that would come, they probably can't. So I think you're going to have this, this hybrid thing where you're going to have conferences. And again, I moved out to Vegas to do large trade shows and conferences. Um, funny enough, the new, uh, the first trade show to come back to Vegas is uh, the cement conference. Um, I actually think they should have called it ConCon, like concrete conference, like ConCon. I don't know, but I think it's a missed opportunity. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, I think think it'd be, well, no. And actually there was this, uh, this gala that I used to do and it was from like the school of optometry and they would call it the eyeball. I thought that was the cutest thing. That's yeah, just that, hysterical that, to me. Yeah, respect to that. that. That is very clever. I like that. I, I love stupid puns like that. I've always wanted to have to be a florist and to call my shop Florist Gump. I just think that's funny. But anyways, um, no, I think that there will absolutely be a hybrid of this stuff. I think that you will have, especially international people and conferences that will charge a virtual rate. Hey, have access to only the live stuff. Charge a premium for, hey, have access to all the recordings. You know, I think that there's absolutely market for it. It it just expands, you know, the amount of people that are able to consume this content, which previously they wouldn't be able to. Um, I, I think but- I, I agree with you on that. I think people are sleeping on virtual and it may not be for everybody. But I think it's one of the situations where it's not one plus one is two, one plus one is three. And with we believe there's an event boom coming soon, like more in person. Now we have this other component to sell or upsell, uh, a virtual component. I think the event industry is going to grow more than it was uh, before because it was already growing with all these new 360 booths and whatever else is coming out. But now there's mm-hmm. like a whole other virtual world to throw in there too, especially with corporate clients that they'll want to utilize people can't travel all the time or they don't want to travel a lot of them are working remotely so there's like this new world developing and it's only making the opportunity bigger so on top of the event boom you've got the industry growing into virtual there's so much opportunity out there if you're willing to have that mindset and look for it and go after it Uh, and again it's also looking for the opportunities to place this even as an upsell so truthfully whenever i've said like i've wanted the ability to do like virtual on my phone there are so many opportunities for this like you can now have you know little brand ambassadors walking around with a little virtual boost you don't even have to give access to the public for it you know and then they can do other photos of people have you know bigger setups or whatever i mean people again i've always said this people don't care if it's a phone or an ipad you know, yes, absolutely. DSLR is a hundred times better. And I, I, that's actually another product that I'm going to, I think, start pushing more towards the fall. Um, just to kind of, I guess, elevate it a little. Um, but I'm, I think that at like, do you remember those like little fun runs, like color run and all those like mud runs where people like, you know, pay 50 bucks to go get dirty. Yep. There is an opportunity for virtual booths 
in in those aspects. You find a sponsor, you find someone that you can slap their logo on, send out five people to go take photos of all these people, and they're doing it from their phones. And then they're getting a branded photo. It is the most amazing thing. I think that people aren't necessarily thinking of other ways to do it. Stop calling it a virtual booth. Stop saying, I can't tell you how many people that I've had this conversation with that are like, oh, it's not for me. Goodbye. Yeah. I I think first of all, the virtual booth term, I don't know if it's appropriate, but there's like nothing better. But to, to me, like what you just said is so smart. And I think that's the mindset that people need to have. Like, finding new ways to apply it. Like in that example, the mud run that you just said, a photo booth wouldn't work. They're dirty. They're on on the move, but a virtual thing like you just described, it would work and it would be a brandable thing and it would capture their experience. And it makes a ton of sense. And there's probably a ton of different examples out there that we're not thinking of right now that people can find and capitalize on. Um, And again, I'm not just trying to be optimistic just for optimistic sake. I think we were both pretty pessimistic for the last year, but things are definitely looking uh, a lot more bright right now. You know, again, you're right. I think that virtual booth probably isn't like the optimal term for it. However, there are ways for this to be applied. And I just don't think that people are really – open to that idea, I guess. And that also can be because things aren't open yet, but you know, Texas pushed a red button and opened everything. You know, Nevada is right behind California. Disney world is open or Disneyland is opening. Um, I think 50% capacity to California residents only to start with, but that's more progress than, you know, they've made in the last year. Um, I think that they're, they're, Things are most definitely looking up. Um, so anyways, so going back to whenever I started that brand of, oh, I just wanted to do a drop off. Um, that I don't believe can happen anymore because what I'm noticing is the inquiries that are coming in. Um, I've taken a lot of time to do like my SEO and I'm ranking high if not number one in some markets and some products um, and then page two on mostly everything else. Um, in markets that I operate in. However, uh, what I'm noticing is of all these leads that are coming in, which I'm averaging about 10 a day, uh, of all these leads that are coming in, I'm thinking of and comparing of what these people are asking. So standard is a three or four hour booth. And I'm just saying like for like a standard, like ring light or whatever. Um, Those things, the questions that people are asking me is what I'm paying attention to. People are asking me for printing now, which has not been a thing before. Wow. What do you think think that is? I have no clue. I have no clue why people are asking me for printing. Um, Glam booth is coming up about, I don't know, a quarter of the time. Um, 360, I get a lot of 360 leads. Um, And I think that's just because of, yeah. I was just going to say, before we move on from the 360, I, I saw Cardi B put something out and everyone yep. wanted 360, but they're looking for lower prices. Like, how do you see it's her birthday now? Yeah. So it was her birthday in Vegas. Um, so my thing is, I think that depending on what market you're in dictates how much you can charge. Um, I did a rather extensive research pricing survey and found kind of the average of what people were charging and where they're charging it. And what I can gather is there are some markets that only have one or two 
360s. There are some markets that don't have any. There are some markets that have six or seven, from what I can gather, um, at least the ones that rank high on Google is for, from whatever I can tell, because there were actually some that do not rank at all, but I found on, you know, another wedding directory or whatever, and, you know, oh, they have it. So those ones aren't necessarily doing a, a, a good job, you know, with Google or what have you. But from what I can tell, um, 360, I think is something that will stick around a while. The big thing is what I'm concerned with is the output that people are doing. So, and I'm really like, I almost want to do like a 360 course or whatever, just even for free, just so I can like, please people do this. Like, let's lift it and, you know, raise this little bar a little bit. Um, because what I really, really hate, and this is just me, is whenever people are operating a 360, they start recording and then start the unit. So you see the unit like gearing up and revving up and it goes slower or whatever start the photo or start the spinner and then start recording like three or four seconds later while it's already going. I mean, it's just, it's just such a little thing, but it just bugs me. Is that a problem? No, that's, that's like the little attention to detail that separates people, right? It makes a big difference in the output. Am I reaching for the stars here? No, you're not reaching for the stars, but I do find Um, it interesting that people are asking for printing and you don't seem as uh, gung ho about three sixties, right? It seems like it depends. Well, so this is uh, a thing that I got. So I got a call from a hotel in Vegas um, from uh, concierge, and they were like, hey, listen, this is two days before New Year's. Um, hey, listen, can you do a photo booth for us on New Year's Eve? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Like, I'm not doing anything. Like, I might as well. Problem is, I didn't have a printer in Vegas. Um so I drove to California to go purchase a printer, came back, and I'm really glad that I did it because the printer seemed to be the deal breaker in this. So I really didn't make any money on this event because I bought the printer. Um, but that's fine. It's only money. What do we need it for? Um, but I really wanted the relationship with this particular client, and that has paid off and then some. Um, they asked me to do a big Super Bowl thing. They asked me to do stuff uh, for social media for them. Um, there's other events that are happening in the next couple months that are only for, you know, 30 people high roller kind of thing. Super fun. So excited. Really glad I did it. Otherwise, I think that the only reason why, like, th- that was the first person to ask me for printing. And then I'm noticing these leads that are coming in. One of the questions that is coming back is, can you do printing? I want printing. So I think that that's kind of something that's just, I don't know if people are regressing. I don't know if it's just a nostalgic thing or what have you. It's it's fascinating because you would think people want less touch points in like a post-pandemic world. So weird. According to your data, they want the physical photos. I wonder, yeah, I wonder why that is. That's interesting. So before we dive into like the pricing aspect, is there anything else that you took away? Like those are some good points. Was there anything else that stood out to you? Uh, yeah. So for the most part, I'm noticing, uh, you know, that's another touchy subject. I think that I've been anti props since 2016, very anti, I have not made a secret of it. There are uh, 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 just not my thing. It really isn't my thing. If I do a prop, it'll be like one big thing. So there was like that ring floaty that I did that one time. Um, you know, I rented a monkey one time. Um, 
there has been like a Western photo that we did where we ended up renting like $700 worth of costumes, um, which technically those are props. Uh, but for the most part, kind of not my gig. Um, people have asked me, Hey, can you do props? I'm like, no, because we do like really cool animations on our gifts or videos or whatever. So whenever you add props onto that, it's just kind of a little much. And then, then they kind of understand it and then they kind of get it. Um, I will say this, I'm doing a 360 and I bought a money gun for it. Like, you know, like one of those little monopoly things where you like, nice. you know, shoot the gun and then the money shoots out. That's kind of the extent of a prop that I'll go, but I think that's necessary for a 360. Um, just because it gives people something to do and something to interact with versus, you know, cause you can't really do props. Like if anything, it has to be like confetti or like those sticks with like ribbons on it just to like show that movement. But other than that, I don't think that there's a place for it. Speaking of like the post pandemic reality props and whatever, um, do you think when we talk about the event boom coming, how, how do you feel about people still being careful in social gatherings and whatnot? Or do you think that's kind of, at the end of the line now, like what um, if there's some no. people that are listening that are still like concerned about that, you know, absolutely. And that is 100% valid. Um, I think that, uh, you know, you, I saw a thing with Dr. Fauci and how there's, you know, new variants coming out and I am, I agree with that. I think that there are things that, you know, can happen. We can still get sick and it's still, you know, just, to be smart about it and, you know, Hey, if you need to, you know, wear your double mask, then wear a double mask. I mean, um, I just got my first shot and, you know, still wear a mask whenever you go out. It's just kind of the right thing to do. All right. So what about pricing? How are you handling or thinking about pricing in this world now? Um, so that's another thing is I revisited all of my pricing for the second brand. Um, what I did was did a pricing survey in all the markets that I am operating this particular product in and kind of figured out, you know, what the median was, where, what's, what's the barometer, what, what people are charging and what they're including for that. Um, there are some people I'm just going to take a three hour photo booth, for example. Uh, and let's just say that there, let's just say that there is printing, um, on the low end for a three hour, I saw maybe three fifty was the lowest. Um, anyone lower than that, I'm probably really not going to count it. Um, cause I saw someone that was doing five hours for 250 bucks. I was like, okay, you don't, that's just not smart. Um, so I'm really not going to count that even though they were using rather expensive products. Like they had legit printer, legit photo booth from manufacturers that we've all seen. So that part was a little shocking to me that in all this, no one has told this person that they need to be charging more, but who am I? Whatever. Um, and again, we've talked about this. If you are, you know, doing a photo booth as a side hustle and you're doing a five hour photo booth for 250 bucks and you're doing, you know, four of those, that's an extra, you know, thousand dollars for your side hustle. So that's, in theory, not bad. Whenever that number could potentially be, you know, two, three thousand or what have you. I don't know, but whatever. Um, so, on average, a three hour was hovering at about five fifty 
was like the median. And then on the high end, I think I saw one person that was at 1200 or something like that. So that person was kind of throwing off stuff. Um, but for the most part, everyone was pretty much hovering around that same little 500 to $600 range for a three hour photo booth. And this um, was nationwide or like specific demographic areas. Uh, this was about three States. Um, so I took about 30 or 40 companies and kind of just did the math. And again, I only did this on published pricing. Um, so it was just kind of, and again, I don't know what this pricing was. I don't know if that person is no longer operating. I don't know if that person is offering discounts. I don't know if that person is price matching. I don't know if that person is, I, I, I don't know, you know, yeah, if so this website has, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know if this pricing is, has been updated since, you know, pandemic started. So uh, again, this was just published pricing. Um, from what I saw. Uh, but for the most part, everyone seems to be hovering in that area. So I think that that's kind of, I mean, that's good to where we're kind of at least mostly all on the same page. Um, so then at that point it just becomes, you know, what is this person doing? Are they, are they hiring you because they like your aesthetic? Are they hiring you because of your output? Are they hiring you because, you know, you're recommended by X amount of people, you know, what have you. Um, so, in turn, what I've had to do is I'm rev revising all my pricing. I am going to do a two-hour, three-hour, four-hour, and then uh, a full-day rate. Um, so those will only be the four price points that I will have for this second brand. Are you going to like keep monitoring the pricing going forward, or like how do you see the the outlook for like the next um, year in terms of prices for that brand and for your original brand? So that's the thing. So I was looking at uh, my previous pricing for this um, and kind of comparing it to the two, three, four hour rate uh, and depending on what market it is. So, you know, San Antonio is different than Vegas. That's different than Houston. That's different than Orlando. That's different from Boston. That's different from, you know, Vegas. That's different from LA. Um, and you'll, you'll have, you know, these variants or what have you on, you know, where people are falling with their pricing um i will say that uh oddly enough houston was a little expensive um i thought dallas would be a little bit more expensive um uh, and vegas was just um rather low i think and i don't know and i don't know why that is um i don't know if that's because of maybe these people have updated prices i do not know um but i think it was really important for me to just kind of like see where everything is at um I'm also interested if we should put together like a super boothers like pricing survey thing and you can do it anonymously, you know, how much do you charge for a two, three, four hour rate? Uh, and you know what market you're in and then maybe we do some research. Yeah, that would be fascinating. I think if people like the idea or they want to do that, maybe they can let us know, but that sounds like we get a lot of good data, especially now. Yeah. Yeah. And, and again, and this is not for, you know, any, I don't want to know your company. I don't want to know your contact information. You know, I just, I'm interested to see where everyone is kind of falling on this. Um, we were, I, I had a, a revenue conversation with Kelly and we were just like, well, where do things need to be placed? And, you know, if someone is spending two grand with you on a 360 and they say, Hey, can you add a stationary booth? Well, what would that price be? Because that in theory doesn't really cost you anything. If it's already paid for, if, if your software is already paid for, you know, what have you. Um, cause again, if I'm just throwing it on the truck, then, you know, I'm just going to get a little bit more money for it. I'm not going to, you know, charge a full rack rate for that. 
Yeah, I mean, so, so my two cents on this, and we kind of started touching on this in the end of the last episode. Uh, my two cents is basically, and, and I'm speaking to people who are not desperate, right? If you're desperate and you need money, do what you got to do, get what you can get, right? I'm not, I'm talking to everybody else that's kind of been hibernating and kind of coasting. Um, I think that there is going to be a huge demand for event services and a limited supply. So obviously in that environment, um, prices should go up. Now, when you throw in all the money that's been pu- being pumped out with the government and stimulus and PPP and whatever, there's a lot of money being pumped out and printed that should add fuel to the fire. Uh, so I think if you have the ability to, and you're willing to, and you can wait a little bit, um, you'll be in a very strong position where people need photo booths. Everyone else is booked. You're one of the few people left and they'll pay you more for those dates. I could be yeah. wrong. This is just my opinion and why I'm not being overly aggressive right now. I, I can, I'm going to wait a little bit and chomp at p- people that need you and there's nobody else that can service them in the future. There is on, uh, let me look at my little booking system real quick because there was something really interesting that I saw. So on a particular Saturday, mm, April 10th, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve leads for that day. Not a single one is booked. Um, and that's telling me a couple things. So that tells me, A, there's a demand for that date. Um, so I know it will book. Um, and I really haven't gone down on pricing for any of this stuff. That's another thing is I don't think that anyone needs to give away an October date right now. Like literally, like charge whatever it is you would normally charge, if not more. In October, because that is true. I think it's October 23rd. Is that a Saturday? Hold on. October 23rd. Seriously, such a hot date. But, but and what you're lit- saying and, right now. And, 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 but this is an also another thing is I don't think I've ever had, oh, my God, this is a hot date in over a year. Like this is – it's such – I mean that was a hot, there was a hot date for canceling, but <laughs> I mean that that's about it. But then again, Ryan, I just want to point out your your mindset here, which is I think is spot on. Rather than being desperate, I got to fill in April tenth. You're looking at it from a business mindset. Hey, there's a lot of people that want that date. What's going on, right? Those yeah. people are all probably shopping around, and then once everyone else is booked and you're the last one standing, and there's three people left, you'll be in a much more powerful negotiating position to book the date at a better price. Yeah, right? absolutely. A lot of people just jump the gun and get excited and they just want to book it and lock it in. Which again, if you need to, do what you got to do. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I think that everyone is in, you know, their own position. Luckily, I'm in a position where I can wait it out. Um, I have this is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I have ten events in the next two weeks, which hasn't happened in quite some time. Um, but what I'm noticing is that there's a demand for more in the fall and I'm hopefully going to make some new purchases. So I'm really kind of excited about that because I really haven't had like been in that position for a while. So typically whenever, typically whenever we do roaming photo booths, we did a roaming photo booth yesterday. Um, Typically whenever we get a, a roaming, that's a rather decent event. We will get one or two bookings guaranteed. And first of all, that hasn't happened in a while. Yesterday we did a, we did a roaming and I got a lead for 
another event that came from that event this morning. So I'm noticing that stuff is coming back. There's no doubt that stuff is coming back. You know what I'm curious to get your input on too is what do you think, like you're saying all this, all these events are going to come back October or whatever. Do you think you'll have a hard time? And you mentioned buying more equipment. Do you think you'll have a hard time with staffing those events, getting staff to work? Um, <laughs> no. Uh, I have been lucky enough, and I'm glad you say this, there have been a couple of staff that has not worked for me in a while that is coming back that I can't tell you how excited I am. Like truly, like yesterday, I was almost on the verge of tears because I was just so happy with how like things were coming along. Um, we had a couple of events over the summer that we just kind of fumbled through just because, you know, we haven't done this in a while. I don't remember how to work this little computer. Or what's the random setting? And there's stuff that has to be, you know, little stuff. Oh, well, this has to be on 2.4 and this has to be on 5 you know, gigahertz for all this stuff to connect. And you're just like, wait, what? Like, it's just been a while and there's a learning curve right now. I can almost say that staff is getting into a groove again, myself included. Um, now we're thinking of things to where, well, Hey, well now what can we do to step it up a little bit? So we're going to do a 360 with a TikTok format, um, where we're going to do, you know, uh, portrait mode, have, you know, some cool music, do a couple cool transitions, um, I'm excited for it and I don't think I've been excited in a while. So this is just most definitely like a way of, you know, moving stuff forward. So you, you think people that are concerned, I've heard people say they're concerned with, um, incentivizing people to come back to work with all this unemployment and yada, yada, yada. You don't think that's going to be a problem for most people, so. not for you. I don't think so. No. Um, well, uh, I think unemployment exhausts on September 3rd. Um, after that, I think that people won't have a choice. Um, I think that as of September, well, and again, September is when that starts to get busy for us. I can only assume everyone will have a large, you know, November, December, almost pre pandemic. I think that's just me. Yeah, I would agree with you. Definitely. I just, um, I just see people concerned about uh, getting people to work because they're all making more money with the government. Again, I'm not judging or, or sharing my view. I just see that as a comment. So I'm curious to hear what other people think. Like, do you think you'll have a hard time getting workers? But it sounds like um, you're saying no. I don't think so. I, I haven't experienced that. Um, and again, it also depends on, you know, the type of staff you had. Um, there, it, most of my staff is college age. Um, and up until this last uh, economic stimulus payment, um, previously, if you were uh, a, uh, a dependent, you could not get any sort of stimulus from the government. As of this last stimulus payment if you are an adult dependent you can get a stimulus so previously most of my employees didn't get any sort of stimulus because they are adult dependent still hmm. um so i i don't think that i that m my particular staff has been incentivized by that um and and again they're, st they're still in school so I, I i don't think that's really a problem but um you know, I, I, I'm, my brother has come back to work for me again, which he stopped for a period of time. And I'm so glad he's back. And yesterday I was just beyond ridiculously thrilled because this was, you know, $500,000 event 
with, you know, $125,000 in flowers and there was crazy lighting and a ridiculous cake and huge rentals. And it was, oh, thank God we're back. You know, it was just, truthfully, I'm, and, and, and again, those have been the only events that have happened for me during this, um, have been truthfully just really high dollar weddings. And this one, um, was, you know, no different. And it's just really exciting to see. Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to be saying the same thing, right? We're all going to start getting back to work and saying, like, wow, this is amazing. It feels good to be back. You've missed things that you hated before. Um, so I, I'm glad we got to finally chat about this. And I see a lot of op- reasons for optimism going forward. That doesn't mean like next week, next month is going to start going crazy, but we're definitely on, a, on the path back to reality. And I think it's going to be better than previous years, in my yeah, opinion. So hopefully people are ready. Absolutely, there is an uptick. Um, so anyway, so what I'm going to do is we're going to put uh, a pricing survey. So if you would like to participate, please tell us um, what you're charging now and what you were charging before. And hopefully we can compile this together and see where we are kind of as a national average. Or international average, rather. Yeah, don't forget, man, we're global here. Global. 